Warfare played a major part throughout Rome's history. Creating and maintaining an empire which eventually included much of Europe, the Near East, and North Africa. War and politics were inseparably linked at Rome, and the right to exercise power in peacetime was purchased by the obligation to provide successful leadership in war. The Latin word imperator, from which we derive emperor, means general, and even the least military of emperors paraded the martial successes achieved by their armies. The willingness of Roman soldiers to fight each other made possible the cycles of civil wars that caused the collapse of the republican system of government in the first century B.C., and prompted the fragmentation of imperial power in the third century A.D. In spite of the importance of warfare, Roman society gradually became largely demilitarized. The citizen militia, recruited from the property owners, serving out of duty to the state and not for pay or booty, was replaced by a professional army, drawn mainly from the poorest elements in society. By the 2nd century A.D., only a tiny minority of soldiers, even in the citizen legions, had been born in Italy. For a while, the senatorial and equestrian officers who filled the senior ranks as part of a career, including both civil and military posts, provided a link between the army and the rest of society. But this was largely severed in the third century. After this, both officers and men were career soldiers, with aspirations clearly distinct from the lives of civilians in the provinces. Roman warfare was characterized by great ferocity and the Roman pursuit of victory was relentless. Tacitus makes a Caledonian war leader claim that the Romans create a desolation and call it peace. The Romans had a pragmatic attitude towards atrocity and massacre that viewed almost any act as justifiable if it eased the path to victory. The Roman sack of a city, which had failed to surrender before the first battering ram touched the wall, was deliberately made appalling to deter resistance elsewhere. Rebellions in particular were suppressed with great brutality and frequently involved the mass crucifixion of prisoners or their violent deaths on the sand of the arena. But against the destructiveness and ferocity of Roman wars must be set their often constructive results. The Romans profited from many of their wars, especially in the period of conquest, but their war-making was never purely predatory. Defeated enemies were turned into subordinate allies, who soon provided many loyal soldiers to fight the next generation of Rome's wars. Gradually, some of their former enemies gained Roman citizenship, and might even in time gain admission to the elite of the empire. Roman rule was imposed and maintained by force but it inaugurated in most areas periods of peace and prosperity far greater than was enjoyed in the centuries before or after the empire. Despite the claims of some authors writing at the height of the empire's power, the Romans had not acquired their empire out of a sense of duty to organize and administer the provincials for their own good, but out of a self-interested desire for profit and glory. Once a people had fought against Rome— then they would always be viewed as a potential enemy until they had ceased to possess the capacity to wage war against her. The simplest and most effective way of achieving this was to absorb them 
as a clearly subordinate ally or dependent province. The Romans displayed a talent for absorbing former enemies that was unique in the ancient world. The professional Roman army was the most advanced fighting force that the world had ever seen.